This is... What are we doing? No. Start again. This is... Nerd Out Loud. The podcast where we talk about the things that we nerd out about and you nerd out about and people nerd out about and whatnot. And tonight is a very, very special episode. We have our first guest. Not in studio guest. Tonight. Yes. Uh, we're doing an experiment where we have recorded a guest um, via Skype. Yes. Um, which will open a whole new world of possibilities into the like initial the the, the seed the, sky the seed is that the birthed limit. this podcast the seed like the initial seed that impregnated the egg like there was a seed that touched an egg and then it birthed something beautiful that Are was you an idea to turn me on? that is <laughs> the nerd out loud podcast and that thing, that, that seed was talking to people about what they're passionate about. And tonight, we have one of the most passionate people that I have ever heard who is p- very, very passionate about podcasts. Yes. His name is Gio. We've referred to him before as Gio, super fan, Giovanni. Um, he is a super fan of the Adam Carolla show. We were Adam on his Carolla show. In general, last Line. Week. We were on their show, Pod Gods. Last week we talked about it. Um, his co host on Pod Gods is not a fan um, anymore. Uh, oh, or of us. Apparently, and, we found out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, so, not surprised, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He actually said to me, I've listened to the first episode and it's really hard. No. Oh. <laughs> and what's your accent? so um so yeah so uh so we have him um here's a little sneak behind the curtain we've maybe already recorded that segment possibly we don't know if it worked yet though i think it did i think it did i feel good about it if it didn't then you won't be hearing this because we'll have to do a whole new episode no 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 because he recorded it separately okay so i'll just steal his audio (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you love Adam Carolla yeah, or podcasts yeah. or just people that are passionate or Hey, if you love us, yes, just listen, just stay strong and stay also, strong, listen through it. It'll be worth it. There are parts that, that, that you can grab onto and take as your own. Well, and, um, our super fan, Jen will appreciate it because Giovanni grew up in the same area that we did, went to the same junior high and the same high school. Um, so she will under like when he talks a little bit about his past, she'll understand that because she'll know geographically what he's talking about. So that's interesting. There are large parts of the interview that I felt were inside baseball. Between him and I? Inside podcast. Oh, inside podcast. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Inside baseball is a saying. Yeah. (laughs) Get it. Inside pod. We just, (laughs) we just started it just like how I've invented the potty awards. Right? No, that's something that we give to my daughter when she actually that was the potty in the treats. Toilet. Oh, okay. P O T T Y. These Got are it. Sorry. the potties. P O D D I E S. Got it. Those have to be a thing, right? Yeah. The potty yeah. awards. That's why I said Luke Burbank should be up for a potty award for his David uh, Simon that's interviews. Trademarked. So, uh, we'll, we'll edit that out because we don't want what? somebody to steal it from us. I've already I've already tweeted it. Okay. So it's mine. Okay. Good. That's how copyright works. So yeah, totally. 
<laughs> I, well, I'll just so, write it down and mail it to myself, too. That's so another way. So, upcoming after this break, we're going to introduce the segment that we recorded with Joe. Sure. Um, so, sit back, nerds, and listen to the interview. But is there anything that you wanted to say before oh. that? Anything that's been going on? Anything of importance? Oh. I don't... I probably won't get fired from my job. That's good. Yes. Um, they emailed me today and said that I, um, they're renting me an office and they're finalizing the paperwork. So good. They wouldn't pay money if they're going to fire me. Right. Yeah. One of my closest friends, one of my closest friends on this podcast, um, uh, heard, told me that he hears most of the important life updates from me via this podcast. Okay. Yeah. So, so I didn't get fired. So uh, here we are <laughs> giving out our important life updates. Okay. It's for so Jason. Christy's not going to get fired. Yeah. Jason, um, I'm not getting fired. The Seahawks are on a winning streak, which right? I love. Eight, eight and one. The last yes. two wins have been ugly, but. Uh, My jersey that I haven't washed since I bought it um, is a little dirty, but I cannot wash it oh, until there's I been two losses. For the urine stains. <laughs> yeah. That was an accident. <laughs> it was a rough night. It okay. was a rough night. Okay. Oh, okay. It, was a, it was a bad win. I mean, it was an ugly win, but we got the win. Yeah. When I say we, I mean uh, the Seahawks because I right. am part of their team, right. obviously. Um, but uh, what yeah. else? Yeah. Um, um, Jen wrote to us and said we have um, we have to go back and talk about some stuff. And one was a road trip episode, so that should happen. happen now that we have a golf cart to drive around. <laughs> That makes no noise. My fancy Prius. Oh, we should just have stories of Christy driving the Prius where I thought the car was actually turned off in the parking lot. So yeah. I pushed the button think, trying to turn it on and I she turned it off. Up and then the just, entire parking lot of the PCC yeah. in Linwood. Well, the Whole Foods. Oh, same thing. But I feel like people in Priuses belong in Whole Foods and they just know that something something they, they should know they should know like oh this lady obviously doesn't know that the car is right. still on the, maybe the, she thinks it's off there's no way of knowing right for her. so what I actually did is tried to turn it on but it was still on um because I thought it was off push the because it's a push button it's not a key so I pushed the on button it turned it off and then I just opened the door and got out of the car <laughs> because that's what you do but you were coming. But I ejected her. I, I feel like the lady, the, the Prius that couldn't then back out because of me should have just opened her window and said, it was it's a still Prius, turned on. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. It was a fellow Prius. I felt like, not only I feel was like it, there should be a Prius bond. Not only was there, there a lady, a Prius backing up, but there was also a Prius trying to get into the spot I had just vacated. It was Prius, Prius on on Prius on Prius crime is what it was. Okay. So maybe just every week I'll just tell. That's a hate crime in Washington yeah, state. I it think. is. It is. Right. Um, and it was vote day yesterday. Right. Washington apparently voted not in favor of wanting to know what's in their food. Yes. Because Washingtonians live in fear. Well, to be fair, no, here's the I'm facts. not going to argue. Here's the facts. You're fucked either way on how you voted on 522. If you live in Washington State, we had an initiative, 522, had to do with uh, labeling regarding genetically modified foods. Foods. Um, if you voted in favor of initiative 522, it meant that you were buying into fear. Because the uh, the lar a large part of the campaign against gmos is based in fear 
Science says that there's nothing to be worried about when it comes to GMOs. So if you voted in favor of 522, it was saying I buy into the fear that GMOs are going to make me into a mutant or give me cancer or whatever. If you voted against 522, uh, it meant that you were siding with huge corporations because the people that bankrolled the no one 522 campaign were companies like Monsanto, which is a huge corporate asshole of a business. Yes. Yeah. I don't agree with what, what he just said, but what I've heard is that the initiative was poorly written and that it wouldn't have done what they said it would. So hopefully by it failing corporations that actually matter and have the money to put behind it will write a better written one and it will actually do what it's what the um, spirit of the initiative is supposed to do and they'll get more corporate backing that actually care about it and the people i mean because basically they were just having people at whole foods donate a dollar or whatever, you know, like it was such a grassroots. But now if they if people really want it and they're angry about it, then they need to put their money towards it. Did you vote yes or no? Yes. What did you vote on I've, 522? I voted yes. You voted yes in favor of 522? Is that because of the person that solicited us at Pumbershoot? No. Okay. But that's what I mean. Like they had millions of dollars going on the no campaign. And if you watch TV at all, it was like... I'm the family farmer and this will this will bankrupt me and Yeah, because Monsanto can afford a lot exactly. of money. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying is so many people are angry. But that, who cares? So, do you care about GMOs? I don't know if I care, but I wouldn't mind if it was Have you have you actually read any like do you have any real science facts regarding GMOs. No, and I I actually don't care. Like okay. that watermelon. Or, 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 are you scared of GMOs because no PCC not, tells you to be no, scared not, of them, and because everybody in Seattle tells you to be scared of them? No, I'm not scared at all. And I probably I love genetically modified like weird fruit combinations, like watermelon strawberries. Those taste yeah, good. I love it when a watermelon fucks a strawberry <laughs> and makes a delicious fruit for me to buy, well, but not from PCC because that's. Or science those that gets Tenangelos or hey, whatever they are. You know are. what else what? science had to do a part of? Let's talk about this. Fucking Velcro. Yes. I, I'm. You know why we have Velcro? Science. Because of NASA. Right. Because of fucking science. Seems a silly putty, right? You don't get... Or is that the Marines? You don't, don't get Velcro from a bunch of fucking hippies at PCC. Right. You're getting angry, but what I'm saying is... I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if the Kraft macaroni and cheese said contains GMO products. I would still get it. I'm not saying, I don't care if there's additional labeling on it. Just like there's labeling now that says gluten free. I don't, I don't care. Like that doesn't affect me. I would still probably eat it. Until it comes a time when it's actually, because that's, that's another argument is that it has never been proven, yes or no, that genetically modified foods actually harm people. So until it does, I yeah. probably will. I, I like I like tangerine slash oranges. 
Those yeah. taste good. And science made those. They taste good. Yeah. Weird fruits, giant honey crisp apples that are grown uh, for our pot smoking friends. Hydroponic, hydroponic pot. Science. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I, I don't. I don't care, but I also don't mind if there's labels because there are people who don't want to eat that stuff. We need to pause this argument. Okay. Hey, if there's anybody out there that nerds out about Initiative 522, hit us up because apparently this is something that me and Christy need to have a discussion about. We have a friend. We have a friend, Joe in San Francisco, that took us to the beer store. Joe. Started, I think he started or he's spearheading the trying to get an initiative on the San Francisco. But he's not. He's not a listener. Well, we can still have him but on as an expert. Him. We'll try and get him on. Okay. Because I don't know enough about it to... to. That said, I feel like we've sorry overstayed our welcome. We're missing the point here. The I'll get more into votes in our tweets the at the end. The Geo. Yes. So sit back and listen to Giovanni Superfan. Should we right. start? So we'll officially officially be on the record now. <laughs> so <just> be warned. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start recording. Yes. Um, and also, uh, I figured out a way to record you coming in, so you don't. Sure, I, I got a copy too. So if it comes out like <laughs> shit, don't don't hesitate to ask. Awesome. This is our All first right. time, so you're our. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> popping our uh, we're popping our Skype cherry with you, Geo. I've done that with many people, so yeah. uh, feel <laughs> special. But don't feel that special. Okay. okay. So, um, welcome to Nerd Out Loud. Um, can you give us? Do you want to? I mean, we should introduce you. You're um, Giovanni, super fan of Adam Carolla, and um, out of podcasting, handsome uh, warrior <laughs> prince uh, scholar. Yeah. Um, so do you want to tell a little bit about yourself or should we just start asking questions or what would you, I have a beautiful penis. Uh, what else you want? (laughs) Pixar didn't happen. Isn't that what people say? Oh, Oh wait. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you. We need to, uh, we need to earn our uh, not safe for work tag on this one. So (laughs) send us some pics. Here you go. I tried tried a different way to do it. Um, yeah. So do you want to, should we just start asking questions? I do whatever you guys want, whatever it's your okay. show. I listened to episodes 15 and 16 after you. I did 15, I did 14, 15 before we did Pod Gods. I did an earlier one when you did Geo. And then I listened to 16 after you did Pod Gods. And on Pod Gods, we set the record straight that you guys thought you got short shrift, but we usually give guests 20 minutes. You guys got over 40. Whoa. And the science guest, got, science guest got about 45. So, it was, yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. Well, I thanks. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll look forward to seeing the uh, uh, w- w- what I've heard. Lax dude, Lax kept his mouth shut, but I, I don't think he'll be a, a regular listener. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not yeah. surprised. <laughs> he doesn't really like the format. See, I was trying to explain to him. It's kind of like it's a little bit like get up on this or something like that, or even uh, pop my culture, or uh, even the dork forest where she claims that she has people on to ner- like dork out about the thing they're into, but then she just says, "Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, all right." Yeah. I gotta go now. Literally, she's not interested in the thing. She she only likes Lord of the Rings. Oh. And instead of doing a Lord of the Rings podcast, she has people on pretends to be interested. So you guys have like the instead of being the comedian version of that, where I just have to listen to Graham Elwood and some other shitty comedian come on as your guest, 
or uh, Fred Stoller or somebody I don't want to hear who is not doing anything. Instead, it's just other people who I don't know usually, and I like the format, so I will be listening. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we're we because of um, Jeremy's legal trouble, we had to take a pretty big break, and we're and also now be thanks to you learning how to use Skype. Um, we'll be able. We have like a lot of guests like banked up that have wanted to do it that should make it more interesting and more well-rounded but we've been kind of lacking in the technology but this should help hopefully well and if the audio goes terribly wrong you just have me on every episode right. with a guest on. Right. and just have me in the background making weird noises like yeah. is he taking a poop yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so i guess i'll start with the questioning um i know a lot of the answers but i want our listeners to know Listeners, meaning I'm not cool with that. (laughs) Um, So, how did you start listening to Adam Carolla? Oh, geez, I was uh, 12, and it was my third. My 13th birthday was coming up, and then it was I think it was seven days after my 13th birthday. MTV Loveline premiere. At the time, I was rolling with you know a crowd of friends who they all had parents and houses and two cars, and I had a mom on welfare and food stamps who was out of the country most of the year just chasing her cult leader around so i'd be home alone for weeks months at a time and it was really weird for me and i'd just go with my buddies and they were like the most popular kids and i got to be in their group and they were smoking you know a pack of cigarettes a day uh i just get into shit they started they all started selling drugs as soon as we entered seventh grade before some of them were even 13 they were all selling pot and then other stuff as well. I, I never got into that just because coming from the, being a poor kid, I just felt like if, I, if anything ever happened to me, I was going to go to prison and be raped to death forever. <laughs> so there was no hope. There was no hope for me to get away with it like they could. So they were all the, the hardcore criminals, and I was starting to go down their path. But just I was just more standing there. So it's like I'm a bystander to stuff that could probably get me in trouble. But I'm still not wise enough to get out of that. And then I remember seeing the first episode. Well, uh, and I was like, I was like, okay, this is like talking about sex stuff, whatever. And then I was I was over at this chick's house, and we sneak in and hang out in the middle of the night. And my friend Eric and Lisa were they were huffing gas, and I was like, oh, I probably don't need to huff gas. And like, like Adam and Drew had talked, Adam and Drew had talked about it on the show, on MTV Loveline. They mentioned huffing and inhaling, so what it does to your brain. And I was like, well, that's a really stupid way to get high. It's like it's just, it's the da- amount of damage done versus the level of intoxication. It's not a good payoff. It's like it's like ugh, I'm not I'm not willing to do that. So that's one of the first things that kept me from doing. And then uh, over the years, I, it was not about the titillation at all i didn't give a shit about the sex topics like i think some audience members they benefit from hearing their peers and like hearing them get advice and they, they that's how they use the show and then some people just listen for a laugh and they think it's stupid and there's other people who are there's a lot of difference between the callers and the listeners but there's some people who listen who become closely attached to adam and drew and that was very much me where it wasn't it wasn't about the callers my peers i knew all the answers really early on after hearing the calls I had more of a connection to them, and I didn't want to let them down, even though I never planned to meet them or know them. So I avoided methamphetamine, ecstasy, acid, all, all these hard drugs all my friends were doing. And then while my peers were, you know, all my 12-year-old friends who were girls were getting raped by an 18-year-old statutorily, uh, I'd say the same thing, uh, and all, everybody else was making these mistakes. I was just kind of following their advice, keeping my head down, and trying to survive a really kind of shitty, impoverished uh, life full of white privilege. And I know you, this was all in Bellevue, right? Uh, it, Kirkland mostly, but okay. I, I, Bellevue was where I spent the most cr- of my days. Crossroads, though. <laughs> uh, Crossroads as well. I went to Crossroads. Too. Okay. Kirkland was where I was, I grew up mostly. I mean, I, I lived kind of everywhere. Yeah, well, near Totem Lake. Okay. I, I, Rose Hill was the place. My first place was down at the Seven Gables Apartments, which became Plum Court, which is right off like Washington Boulevard. 
uh, in between Lakeview Elementary and what used to be the Safeway, which is it was a Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. It was right behind that, and then uh, then Montclair Apartments right next door. That big, annoying, obnoxious, obnoxious uh, neon sign. It looks like a whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and then up the street, uh, Rose Hill Apartments on 85th, where the big Safeway is, uh, and 126th. And then the, those were kind of my like, five till seven and a half, and then seven and a half till 10, and then 10 till 18. So everything before that was like around Seattle, Bellevue, a bunch of places. But those were where I have most of my memories is Kirkland and Rose Hill. And there was a, an episode of with you and Dr. Drew. What episode mm-hmm. was that? It's Dr. Drew Podcast, episode 37. It's uh, him and me covering my kind of life story in an hour, which was hard to do, but it came out really well. It was it was a great episode. I just didn't remember which one I want people to listen to. Yeah, but the problem is uh, a lot of people said it was one of the best, but there was like three people who said they'll never listen again if I'm ever on the show again. So I'll probably never get another episode. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. Be- yeah, I love the haters who tell you that your life is fiction because they couldn't live if their life was that hard. It's great. It's, it's uh, you know, all this white privilege, which I'm going to keep bringing up because I love the idea that I'm privileged. Right. Well, there, was three, there was three people that complained about your episode? On iTunes. Yeah, there's two on iTunes and one on like Facebook or somewhere. Uh, oh, they're all calling me a liar, saying that I must be a liar because of X, Y, or Z in my life. And then, but, then, well, I, then Drew I might should know that's not true because well, he... Drew knows that, but right. it's just it's, it's basically he goes off who the fans want back on and all the fans telling me they loved it are telling me they're not telling dr drew okay so. well i'm gonna the, put in a review the, to say that, that guy's that was my too favorite. sensitive right <laughs> yeah like, well, he tricky. cares too much about what people say oh 100 and you can you can spin him so long like like if, if i hit him with my poison dart i can bend him over to my side for a while and then if i let him go out to the public and they hit their poison darts he starts to bend that way so it's, it's just we got to give the right dose of curari so i will tweet it and also review it on facebook I mean, on iTunes as my favorite. But on that episode, you said, and I thought that this was like very, I, I don't know the word that I'm trying to think of, but um, that you said that listening to Dr. Drew and Adam and Love Lines specifically, that it was like they were your fathers, like the only father yeah. figure that you actually had. They were, they were my parents. I mean, I had a mom around, but I literally would come in at you know, age four with all the skin off my legs, scalded and burned, and my brand new scooter destroyed, all the skin off my palms, crying and just in shock. And she was too, you know, I, I didn't go to the hospital. I never went to it as a kid, so she wasn't even an option. And she had uh, insurance through welfare. She could have taken me, but she was too embarrassed doing that stuff. So she'd take care of her medical care and stuff, but it was somehow too embarrassing to do anything for me, or she just didn't want to be bothered. So I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't have a safety net. So like, basically, people are like, oh, I have a parent, so they'll protect me. But I never had that. What Corolla talks about too, where if somebody broke in the house, I was gonna, I'm on my own. Right. And it was it was very much so, even if she was there. But most of the time, she'd be you know she'd be in Singapore, she'd be in Kuala Lumpur, and she'd be you know she'd be like, ah, it's so funny. I was on the plane, and they're having me sign the declaration that if you bring any drugs in the country, they get to behead you and kill you. <laughs> and I looked in my vitamin bottle, and I had a joint. How funny is that? I'm like, well, I'm seven. That's not funny, right. mom. I really don't want my mom decapitated by little brown Asian people because she's a pothead. No, why would she try? Oh, not. She didn't have like a travel job. She was following oh, a oh, cult she, leader. She, yeah, Mar- Miraji. Well, then Drew got weird about that because he has a bunch of friends who are into TM, Transcendental Meditation. But yeah. I explained to him, it's not TM that's a problem. That's a beautiful thing. People do whatever they want. But it's a right. version of that. It's a bastardization, well, basically. Yeah, it's the leader. These guys yeah. out of India who are gurus and the guys who stay in India, they presume like life's a poverty. People come out there. And then there's some people that are 
family who come to the States and they have four G4 jets. Uh, their kids get brand new Mercedes and BMWs when they turn 16. They have a hot blonde wife. They have a compound in Malibu and they get all of their st- uh, students to come work for free doing yard work. From, from what I understand about trans- transcendental me- meditation, it's, it's more, I, I, the concept is very good and people have had great experiences with it. Right. But the, the, uh, I guess the idea has been kind of capitalized, like the. the... That's, that's exactly it. Yeah, but see, he, they don't call it TM; they call it practicing knowledge. Got it. And you have to be a, 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 a premi or a is another word for it. Basically, it means you paid a bunch of money and you received knowledge. So, so you have to just, go. Somewhere. They've monetized the whole system. Exactly. Yeah. You go somewhere. You're either uh, in something like it starts an A. It's like it's like it's not aspartame. It's NutraSweet, but it's like some sort of word that means that you're somebody who's not indoctrinated. So they can bring you along, but then you have to leave the room at a certain point when they'll practice knowledge. It's the same way with TM. They charge you $1,000 to learn the technique. This is basically the same thing, uh, but the money goes to one guy and his foundation, and that foundation directly benefits his life, and then he has slave labor from these people on his compounds in Australia, Malibu, all over the world. And my mom would like, beg to go do this, so she'd like, beat down every door she could to be able to go stand somewhere and hold a sign for 10 hours or dig shovels in Australia and avoid poisonous you know, spiders and snakes while sleeping in a tent uh, in the middle of nowhere. So... Now, you, I know you can't like predict the future or the past or whatever, but do you think it would have been better if someone would have stepped in, like an adult stepped in and taken you out of that situation? Probably, but my mom had me convinced that if uh, Child Protective Services became involved uh, because I was so ugly and old and a man or boy that nobody would want me and I would probably end up spending my life in a group home, probably being raped the rest of my life. Uh, so it, it all, it basically all my options were kind of limited now. Yeah. It would have been great if there was a good family who stepped in and helped me out. But I, I also like knowing Adam and I wouldn't know Adam without all the suffering right. I had to go through. So it's an interesting mix of, eh. right. Can't look back and regret. Okay. I, I do. I, I just, I, you know, it's also, I don't really regret stuff cause it's, you know, it's one of those things of, well, somebody has to live this life. So. Right. And there's nothing like it's just wasted energy. There's nothing you can do about it. The thing that bums me most is when people question it or they, they give me shit. It's like, dude, I, I could paint. I, if I could shove my thoughts in your head, I could put you in these scenarios. I have such vivid memories of them. That's always I had my dad on my podcast, which is something I did. Just basically I had him on to confirm everything. And everybody got mad about that because they don't like reality. Well, why would someone make this up? I mean, I guess there are people that make stuff up all the time. Well, it's just because it's, it's well, because if, if, he, if, if you have anything over somebody else, if you have anything that they don't have or can't have, even if it's bad, they have to take it from you. So if it's, oh, Giovanni gets to know Adam and Drukes' life's so sad. No, that's not why. I get to know that because I archived all their work. You could have done it too, but you were too lazy listening to all of it and pitching at me. So it's, it's that kind of a thing. It's just people don't they, – they, the they don't want you to have the good things you have. And they don't want you to have the bad things they have. Like you can't have that, that badge of honor from living through that, that you don't get to have that. All right. So besides podcasts, what are other things that you're passionate about? Yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. It used to be movies when I was growing up, but uh, it was always a kind of a conflict with me because my dad was a film director, and part of the reason he was abandoning was because he was pursuing his dream. So I, I always loved directing and films, but I could never embrace the idea of being a director because I, I couldn't possibly do something my parents do, even though right. I technically have the same day job my mom once had. So that's not good, but... Uh, my, my other my movies have kind of lost interest in. Uh, I have a lifelong passion for Marvel Comics characters, not the comics themselves, but certain specific characters from the universe. 
Uh, so I follow, you know, their film at, filmic adaptations and that kind of stuff, and I'm always let down. Um, <laughs> I did appreciate I, your uh, review of uh, Gravity on, I, I believe that was Podgods that you were talking about it. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, just just uh, that it, it shouldn't be that easy for uh, Sandra Bullock's character to get her spacesuit off. That's Laxtooth. That's Laxtooth's bitching. That was bad. Laxtooth had a problem with that. Oh, Jesus. I'm embarrassed that I got you guys mixed up. (laughs) uh, My my problem was uh, they intentionally blurred her. uh, She was wearing a padded top, and then they blurred all the shots, so they shadowed them where they would have the the camera behind her crotch, so you couldn't see any indentations of any kind, which to me, I'm not (laughs) looking for that. I'm not looking for that in space. I'm watching your space movie, but we're trying to cover it up, and it becomes like, okay, now you're fulfilling like the... No, no, you're feeling like the, the, the glamorous request of your actress who's like, well, I don't want to be seen that way. It's like, well, bitch, you're not really committing to this fucking trial of, you know, like you're putting yourself out there. You're, you're still trying to be modest and make sure you have control of what the camera's saying. So to me, that, that was kind of just a weird, like, you don't need to shadow out her crotch. I'm not looking there. <laughs> oh, so I was kind of offended. It's kind of those things like when somebody, like a chick assumes you're looking at him, I was like, oh, bitch, don't fly yourself, all right? <laughs> I'm scared of space. I'm not. I'm not getting a boner in this movie. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. <laughs> so, what is your favorite Marvel comic, if you had to say, or character? Uh, Galactus probably. It's, it's tied between Galactus and Venom. Uh, Galactus is just amazing for a million reasons, and that's why it's my in the art. And then Venom, I love because I love Eddie Brock, which is it's, it's, uh, people don't appreciate him. The best uh, the best coverage of him was Hank Azaria from The Simpsons. Mo, uh, he played him on the 1994 animated series. And it's this great character because it's uh, he works at the paper that Peter Parker works at, and he's chasing down a serial killer named Sin Eater, and he cannot find this guy, but it's going to make his career, and he's a bodybuilder, and he has all these things going for him. He just can't get life right, though. He just he keeps struggling, can't get it right. So he decides that he thinks this guy is guilty, so he's going to fudge a little evidence to make him guilty because it's the most likely candidate. And then Spider-Man proves this guy's innocent, ruins this Eddie Brock guy's career, ruins his life. He gets evicted from his apartment. Everything's going wrong for him. At the same time, Spider-Man encounters that weird alien suit, uh, which they have a bunch of ways it comes in. But again, in this cartoon, they did the best where it came on a space shuttle as opposed to Spider-Man fighting a war on a secret planet that nobody knows about that makes no sense. And so it's this weird alien life form that bonds with Spider-Man, and it's a, it's a symbiote, so it, it's like a parasite. And it gives him extra powers and makes him stronger, but it's also kind of starting to take over him. And he goes to he realizes the sound hurts it. And he can't get it off him, so he goes to this church, and the bells are hurting it. It's dripping off him. At the same time, Eddie Brock is downstairs praying uh, for Spider-Man to be killed because he hates him. And he hates Peter Parker, too. And the the symbiote drops on him, of all people, and he instantly learns, oh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man are the same guy. Oh, he's a fucking cheater. He's a cheater. Because to him, Spider-Man's a great guy everybody else, but he's the one guy that Spider-Man fucked over by cheating, because he has an unfair knowledge of what this stuff is, because he's Spider-Man and Peter Parker at the paper, so he has an unfair advantage. So it's this interesting thing of, he's kind of a bad guy in this sense to this guy, and then he becomes twisted, and he wants revenge on Spider-Man, but instead of killing him, he'll do weird shit like, uh, Spider-Man knows he's Venom, he'll call him from his aunt's house, or he'll, he'll be on a rooftop, and he'll take his mask off and push Spider-Man off a building, where there's video cameras to see him, or something like that. And then with the character, they went too far, like it made him start eating brains, and then he had, he had like offspring, and it, it became too much for me to be interested in, but that initial concept is so uh, interesting, and, and, and I, I love that dynamic. So do you still read like paper comic books? I do not know. If I'm gonna read a comic, I will download it digitally, and I will, and I'll, I'll either do it free and then pay for it if I like it, or I just won't pay for it because usually they're not worth it. So. Okay. 
And um, how did you get into podcasts initially? Uh, classic Loveline, uh, archiving old MP3s of Loveline uh, is how I got into it. So, because those were the first podcast, there wasn't a word podcast, but there are people out there who listened to audio recordings from TV shows mm-hmm. and then recorded radio. And the first recorded radio you could find online was Loveline. It was on Napster. It was on all the communities before Howard Stern shows, before anything else. Uh, Stern had his own private archivist who was doing his own tapes that he was keeping internally, uh, but those weren't for the public. The fans stepped in and archived Loveline, which is a big difference, because uh, we wanted it so badly. So we just unofficially were doing it for years, and we were listening to these over and over again, dozens of times, the same, you know, 800 episodes, 900 episodes, it kept growing, kept growing, and then it kind of stopped. And this was before, there still, was, still wasn't podcast, and I decided I needed to kind of Instead of just archiving these files, I need to fucking find these tapes and start doing all the work myself. And that's right around 2007, right when the podcast was coined, like 05, 06, with iTunes. And uh, that's right when everybody was doing their kind of amateur shows. And Adam Carolla came in in 09, and I already listened to a couple. But when Carolla came in, then I started uh, devouring all shows that were podcasts. Do you remember so when when the Adam Carolla show started being listed on iTunes? I mean, do you remember how many other podcasts there were at that time? There were there were way more than I could keep track of. I mean, there was stuff like the Dane Cast. Dane Cook gives you seven minutes of his funniest material, <laughs> and that, that was up for months. It was like five episodes, and it was the it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. It's like an answering machine recording. But, so nobody um, knew what they were doing c- com- compared to compared to what it's at today. Yeah, I've, there's a bunch of people doing that, but they're not Dane Cook. They're like you know, they're people in their mom's bedroom doing those kind of level of shows. So, it, uh, I mean, at the time, Jimmy Pardo had a podcast, and I'm not funny was out. I wasn't paying for it, and they were associated with uh, like not slideshow. They're one of those weird fucking comedy networks. That everybody was like, uh, they were they were on. There was like these like super lux, but they weren't on that. One. They were on a different one, and it was like uh, something. Remember the name of it, but it had a stupid fucking name. It was basically supposed to be the destination for all podcasts and comedy entertainment. I didn't like how the website was set up, so I never signed up for it. And then I eventually became a subscriber to that show around season three. I subscribed for like six or seven seasons. And then Doug Loves Movies, uh, which was originally I Loves Movies, and uh, it was from 2006 and on. And that was Doug's podcast from the UCB where he has guests on to talk about movies. The first thirteen are good from two thousand six, and the show's been on a shit spiral ever since. Yeah, well, I I think pretty much everything Doug's involved in has probably been a little bit of a shit spiral. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's ever you know, since for a he guy became to... the weed guy, he he well, basically we didn't know just completely that. stoned out of his mind. Oh yeah, that's true. We we didn't know him before that. He was he's been a pot guy ever since he's had uh, commercial success as a comedian. That's what brought it for him. So he didn't have he was he was like a touring road comic with like. Uh, Greg Proops and Brian Hossein, and they got him hooked on pot when he was like 28. And then we felt, we we all heard of him when he was like 37 or 38. Yeah, because wasn't he on that last comic standing? He got yeah, like that was 06. Or yeah. 05, 06. Yeah, it wasn't, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that long ago. That was, I think that was the first place I ever saw him. I probably saw him, you know, he's been in extra movies and he's been like a writer on a bunch of shows you watch on MTV as a kid. And a bunch of other shows been failing through Hollywood like they all have, uh, getting uh, kissed in with nepotism from their friends. But uh, I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care for the man. He's not very funny. Uh, he's kind of a baby. I once said something on uh, Twitter, like, if you don't release Adam Carolla's first ever stand-up that's been recorded, 
uh, from your Benson interruption because you you release other people. Uh, I'm not gonna like you very much or something like that. And he's like, he's like, wrote me. He's like, is Adam gonna be upset? He like, direct message to me. I'm like, no, dude. Adam loves you. They love you on staff. Don't. I, I personally just want that file. So I was trying to make you give it to me. And then like I had to like baby him so he didn't get sad that Adam didn't like him. Like Adam doesn't know or care. <laughs> well, and I've seen him live a bunch, mostly because he Feel yourself. <laughs> because he headlined um Bumbershoot a lot. Yeah, um, I know. And he always he you know, when you're a Bumbershoot and you're the headliner, you get you basically get all the people coming in. So he had some pretty good shows. But I always thought that the Benson interrupted was a lot better, mostly because yeah. it's ninety percent not him. Exactly, he just gets to fire in his best shots, which yeah. they're hit or miss, but we it works to, better. We got to see a live recording just this year, and it Doug had Horatio movies. Sands, uh, gosh, Patton, Patton Oswalt, yeah, <laughs> uh, and then a local Scott guy Ackerman and Scott Ackerman. And it was some hilarious. Local guy from Portland, and yeah, it was it was great. <laughs> I I was a local really... guy, John Roderick. Was it John Roderick? No, no, I'm I'm familiar with that guy. No, okay. some guy him. named Sean. No, it was somebody from Portland. But um, I really was into Doug. I even like actually paid to go see him a couple times. And the this is when I I quit all of his podcasts. Is when um or anything he was on is when he went on. Um, he, I think he was doing like a thirty minute set, and ten minutes of it was talking about his Skechers. Um, what are those called? Shape up, shape up shoes. And he would just uh, rock uh, uh. back and forth. On the shape ups, toning up, tone, toning his uh, lower abdomen. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. My mom actually was wearing those, and she they want they're approaching her for the lawsuit, but she can't figure out if it's fake or not because she doesn't fake. want to be on a line. Oh, it is. Fake lawsuit? It's fake. No, oh no, the lawsuit is real. The shoes yeah. are fake. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So she, she's they well, they're approaching her for it, but she's afraid that if she signs the paperwork, somehow she'll be on the hook for some sort of money or something. And she, she doesn't to, want to turn she, her she shoes in. She won't be on the hook, but she could potentially okay. get some money out of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll let her know. Yeah, I mean, with those class actions, though, it could be like fifty cents. Yeah. So tell her not to like. Don't get her hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many know. podcasts do you listen to a day? Would you say? Uh, it wasn't a lot more. I had upwards of 160 feed uh, feeds in my uh, reader. I used BeyondPod, uh, but it uh, it kind of dropped off. You know, sometimes a show like I have a problem where podcasts literally the host will just tell me personally to fuck off because uh, I, I, partly because I'm prominent, partly because I get involved with stuff. But I'm not ever rude. Like I don't write to people and say mean things. Like I'm all these guys that Mark Maron complains about. I'm I'm always polite and helpful, and I, I never swear at anybody or anything. But I, I, you know, so a lot of shows I end up leaving because the host personally tell me to fuck off, uh, which is not, it's a really weird experience. Uh, if I try to tell anybody, they think I was insane, besides my therapist. So I, I've dropped a good 20 to 30 feeds, a lot of nerdist stuff. I, I cleaned at least 15 feeds out of there. So I'm down to just a little over 100. And uh, if I'm, like, today's my day off, uh, podcast nonstop until I recorded Pod Gods and this. Uh, I woke up to Pod Gods or playing while, uh, podcast while I was sleeping. I rewound where I left off. There's like three shows prior. Uh, resume there. Play a little Grand Theft Auto. Uh, took a shower. Took a nap. We'll have more podcasts played. Shower while podcasts played. Came out with a podcast on. Put my headphones on. Went out to the car. Took my headphones off. Plugged it in my car. Drove. Got lunch. Listened to a podcast during lunch. Listened to a podcast on the way home from lunch. Uh, got home. Had to edit some intros. Listened to podcasts while I was editing my own intros for another podcast. 
So uh, basically, you know, all day. I, I only do one X. So if it's an hour long show, I could listen to tw- above twenty hours of audio per day. Maybe five or six hours. I don't quite hear, but then I go back and re-listen if it's worth it. Yeah, and when you when you say one X, just for the uninitiated, what he means is he only listens to it at normal speed because some uh, crazy podcast people listen to it at uh, two to three times speed. I've never heard, through more never heard of three. Yeah, I've heard of three. Lax dude thought my co-host thought he was doing two. But it turns out if you use Apple's devices, when they say two, it's really just 1.5. So his whole life's been alive these past couple of years. <laughs> no wonder he uh, hates are, Apple so much. I know, I know. And there there are actually, like my, my Beyond Pod does one, one, 1.5. It does 2.0. It might even have something like 1.7 or something. It's, it's quite variable. But I, I don't like to destroy the comedy or the way a conversation flows. And when you speed it up, you're getting the content, but almost to a detriment. It's like it's like okay, I have this delicious meal in front of me. I got to hurry up and eat this because I have another meal after it. Right. It's like, well, why don't you just eat the one, eat the next one tomorrow? No, I have to get them all. It's like, well, are you even enjoying this now? And it becomes then I have to question a lot of people. Those people who do that, they're the ones who hate certain shows I love. And I'm like, I don't think you're getting the full effect because you're listening at two x. I think I think it's actually hurting it for you. It's not it's not helping with the comedy you, and everything. Yeah, you don't get the comedy inflections and the pauses and yeah. exactly. I mean, I I also had a job. Well, and actually, somewhat still do have a job where I can listen to podcasts. Well, know, I'm not allowed to. I just I do. I have I have a painted beige earbud I use, so I secretly nice. do all day long. I'm speaking to somebody else while I'm listening to a podcast. So I'm I'm involved in two or three conversations at once throughout most of my day. Oh nice. wow, wow, yeah. But I, I was the same way as you. And actually, until I started listening to Pod Gods, like when I started listening to Pod Gods, and you guys started talking about the concept of dropping podcasts off of your feed, because there was lots of podcasts that I like rage listened to. Yes, <laughs> I was like I don't. I feel obligated to listen to this so i'm going to and then when i i was like listen to you guys talking about the podcast that maybe you had dropped that week i was like oh hey this is uh, i'm not actually obligated to to consume this media like, and you're not going to miss anything if there's such an awesome story on that episode you're going to hear about it from pod gods or some other somebody else is going to tell you to listen to that episode it's like why well, i don't listen to comedy bang bang anymore and you're now my comedy bang bang sherpa I'm not going to listen to that shit. So uh, if there's something that's amazing, i got to hear it. you gotta, you got to send it to me. But uh, I'm not going to sit through 15 episodes of Stink to get, like, one interesting story about something. That, yeah. I use you for my um, Mark Marin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, <laughs> it's hard. And, yeah. and by the way, the the story that we were trying to think of on the last episode of Pod Gods when uh, some, some friend of uh, – um, Oh, Pendulette. Yeah, yeah Pendulette. Jumped Grohl over. Jumped that the was car. the episode yes. of, uh, that was the Adam Grohl show. <laughs> it was indeed, yeah. Yeah, it was the one yeah. with Pen oh. on it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I still download it, but his beginning part where he just is like whining incessantly and also like I had a friend who is a local comic here, met him a couple times and is just like, the dude's really weird and neurotic and like just doesn't do the, I mean, even though, I mean, he was doing like laughs in Kirkland and even though he's pretty big, like he has a TV show and he has a podcast and all that stuff is that he, um, he still just doesn't do the, um, comic etiquette. He's not not into any of that stuff, but yeah, when he did laughs, that was one of my favorite intros he did because he was behind the old uh, Godfather's Pizza and took like recording intro next to the trash can and he's standing there. I'm like, that's where they used to smoke pot. I was like, oh my God, that's 
Whoa, Mark Marin's back there. So that was my that's one of my best examples of an intro. But yeah, his intros are terrible. Uh, the one recently revealed that uh, he broke up with his lady. It was pretty good. But in the same intro, he was like, "But I'm not going to tell you." Like he got really really stern. Like don't don't bitch at your audience. Like 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 I'll bitch at people who might be listening. I hate, but that, like I'm bitching around my audience. So I'm like, hey, if you're these people, fuck you. If everybody else, you're great. Uh, what Mark does is a weird thing of like I'm not going to clue you in on that it's like hey mark you all you've been doing is cluing us in on stuff i don't want to know how big your cock is don't have margaret show tell me that okay mm-hmm. how about instead you just share something honest with me or or just have your comedian guests on and just talk to them but yeah, it's he's... this weird thing of like accusing me of wanting to know more about this crazy girlfriend i don't give a shit about right he yeah exactly but he is a very good interviewer i just wish he would get to it like i I took to just fast forwarding or I'll look and say, Oh yeah, that's an interesting person. And now I'll just listen to the ones you recommend. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I usually go for somebody who I think is going to stand out. There's a lot more that I listen to. That I don't mention, like I listen to the Laura Dern one. I'm like, Oh, I love Laura Dern. Oh, she's a little bit crazy. Oh, it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's crazy in a good way, and then sometimes crazy. Nah, she was lame crazy. She was like, I like to be spiritual. So sometimes we'll just go to church and take the kids, even though we're not religious. It's like, ugh, shoot me in the face. Yeah. So, So, oh, go ahead. uh, No, I was going to say, this podcast, I mean, up until this point, we've been very inside baseball when it comes to podcasts in general. So, uh, you know, we, we, I mean, realistically, we always joke that we have maybe five to ten listeners we have uh, probably fifty to sixty downloads per episode. Uh, how many? It's not, of those... That's not really a thing to make fun of. I mean, you, 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 how many of those gotta... sixty people actually listen? <laughs> Who knows? But uh, but but from the few people that I interact with regularly that I know listen to our podcast, at least uh, most of them are maybe not podcast enthusiasts. So um, as somebody that is a podcast enthusiast, what uh, what advice would you have? For uh, you guys? for them. Well, uh, for, for oh for them. Oh, interesting. I was going to give you guys advice for your show because I, okay. I don't have anything for your show. I, I like I like your dynamic on your show. Let's start with that. I like that how you guys are together. And now it's kind of people kind of know what's going on. That's kind of cool. And I think it's a nice reflection of who you are. It's definitely an independent show. It's definitely uh, amateur production, but not in a bad way. Uh, it's it's kind of a slice of life, which I like. Uh, you're not the Mitch cast, which was a podcast by a guy named Mitch in Portland, which probably has less listeners. Uh, so don't feel so. Use the Mitch cast as your example of people below you, and then uh, shoot for the stars or everybody else. But I, you know, I, there's no reason you guys couldn't be like a thousand downloaded show or two thousand or even more. I mean, I'd listen to this before I listen to Keith and the Girl, and that's uh, like you know, that's probably fifty thousand people listen to that. And I wouldn't listen to that if my life depended on it. Yeah, if if we could, I mean, if somebody could prove their subscription, and then Christy would show them a picture of her tits. Do you think that that would help? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, that that'll they'll help in the short term. I mean, okay. you get a lot of Tom Likas listeners. Oh, no, they hate me. They call uh, me they, sister. They sister, they don't hate me. Hunchback no. of Notre Dame or something <laughs> like that. Well, that's uh, that's not even clever. I know, right? Also, people called me quasi. Moto my whole life, and also Shrek. When I worked at the Hollywood Video Store in Redmond, Washington in 2001, uh, people called me Shrek despite working there with a mentally handicapped giant of a man who was probably twice my weight and wore giant ur boots and also looked like more of a hunchback, but whatever. Aww. Wow. So so what uh, what advice would you have for the new podcast enthusiast? 
Well, and if they're just listening because they're your friends or family, they may not want to listen to any other podcast, and they may not even be listening to this. They may just be downloading numbers for it just to kind well, of support. Well, I, I should say there's a few people that I know that listen to this that always are asking me, like, what else should I check out? What, what you know? So let's just say it, somebody it, came it, to you, Geo, and said, hey, I want to get into podcasts. What should I do? It depends on what you like. Uh, I mean, the comedy is the easiest route, so people are comedy enthusiasts. I'd say pick your favorite comedian, your favorite guest, and start with that show. Oftentimes, you're not going to like it. That doesn't mean you won't like podcasts. That just means that what sounded good on paper or on your uh, iPhone or wherever the hell you're looking at isn't actually that good of an episode. That happens a lot. So that's a good place to start. But if if like you know you're, you know if you like history, hardcore history is an amazing podcast. Uh, the Wrath of the Cons. You can still get episode one through five. It's really long. It plays like a ten hour audiobook, but it's free. Uh, the host is super engaging. He's kind of funny. He's witty, and he talks about history in a way that's super compelling. You won't fall asleep during this podcast, especially the Wrath of the Cons. So if you're a history buff, that's where I'd go. And if you're a comedy buff, it's really just if you like Corolla, go go Race Network, get the Adam and Drew show, segue into the Corolla show. If you like Kevin Smith, uh, go over there. Smodcast is their best show. Uh, Fat Man, Batman's tied with it. If you love Batman, that's a fucking amazing podcast. It's life changing. Like there's episodes with Grant Morrison where they they talk about how to live your life and be a better human being and stuff. It's in spite of Kevin, it's an amazing show. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say one thing that I appreciate about the kind of podcast subculture that I've tapped into is that there seems to be something for everybody. Like literally as weird and obscure as you can get. Like I, I mean, don't, don't you have don't you have a podcast specifically targeted towards MacGyver fans? It's, it's not even targeted towards them because it, it hates MacGyver almost. It was I, forever I wanted to do a blog that was me in Hawaii watching every episode of MacGyver sat alone in my apartment. And I was going to write a recap. I was like, who's going to read these recaps? Nobody is. I don't want to fucking write them. So uh, forever I was kicking around my head. I was like, let's do a fucking podcast about it. And then I decided to do it, but it's over Skype and there's bumpy. Some of the episodes are good. Some are a little rough. I didn't have the format nailed down. We're coming back for season two. It'll be a little, a little smoother. But that's a, that's a 30-episode show, or a 30-download show. So there's 30 people listening to it, 35 people. That's it. How many podcasts do you have? Uh, well, that, that's one show. That, that, then my other, I guess the next show up would be Dune and Geo, which is me and Dune, who does Dune Reads Goosebumps. So that's another place. If you like nostalgia, that's another way to get into podcasts. Uh, Dune Goose, Reads Goosebumps, like the... The, the books, the books. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. He, he does. He does illegal. He does illegal third-party pirate audiobooks, and it's him uh, drink, getting drunk and snorting podcast powder, talking to his dogs and cats, and inserting obscenities into the books. <laughs> like my favorite quote is in one of the reviews on iTunes. It's like, uh, I put the, put the headphones on my daughter. Let her listen to this. I thought it was an audiobook of Goosebumps. <gasps> and then she pulls her headphones off. She goes, "Mommy, I don't think I'm supposed to hear this." <laughs> and like to me, that's like the most. Beautiful, hilarious thing on the planet. Yeah, Chris forever... had a similar review from a uh, uh, what three-year-old that was listening. To no, he podcasts. was like ten, <laughs> and his mom had listened to it and paused it, and then he wanted to play a game, and he picked it up, and he's like, "There are bad words coming out of here. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to listen to this." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I hope he didn't recognize my voice." I think he. That was my old podcast, Auntie Christy. What are we doing? And I yep. think it was the sex toys episode. Oh, and, uh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Hopefully you learned something. Uh, <laughs> okay, how to so, avoid women who have a podcast when they talk about sex toys. Yeah, I guess so. So then um, do the Dune one, and then what's next? Uh, that one probably has about 100, 120 listeners. They're, they're full-length commentaries for movies. Uh, Dune was just a podcast right on my show, and I was going through a breakup, and I was sad. He invited me to San Diego. And I needed some sort of artifice to come there. And I was like, how about we do a podcast where we do commentaries and we just got drunk 
and we, re- we revisit the same nostalgia he has for the Goosebumps books, but we do it for a film. So you, you sync them up with a movie, and then you watch a commentary track of two guys getting drunk and watching it with you. And then the next show will probably be Pod Gods, which has 200 to 300 listeners on average, which seems to be about 95% of podcasts. They kind of hit about the 200 range, and they stop. And then uh, the first show I started before that was Geo Podcast, Get It On. I didn't want to do one, but fans forever were telling me, you got to do a Corolla flashback show. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to talk. I don't like myself. I don't want to be part of it. And then Uncle Penny, uh, Adam Drissel, uh, the other fan who's kind of my status, uh, he started out life abandoned in a dumpster in India and somehow got to the States and by age 12 was hooked on Loveline 2. And then we both ended up named in Adam's book. One day he contacted me. He goes, uh, Geo, get it on. Huh? And I was like, oh, fuck, I have to do a show. Yeah, okay. you have to. <laughs> yeah, so I, I started doing the show, and then that, that show, at its peak, was like 6,000 listeners, and now I've whittled it down to like 2,200. So I got 2,200 of the hardcores who can deal with my uh, nonsense, and I got rid of the uh, tattletales, I guess. Nice. And then also Classic Love Line, but uh, they're not, I'm not the host for the next six episodes. We'll see what happens after that. So what can we do to help you with that? I don't know if there is anything. Kroll's going to do the hosting, which I kind of like. So okay. they're going to pay Adam, and he's going to do every episode. He's going to use my notes. I won. Right. <laughs> uh, so that, if that happens, I'm fine with it. If Drew does them, I'm fine with it. If I do them, I'm fine with it. But if anybody else does them, if you hear Superfan Craig, just know he won't be long for this earth. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who Superfan Craig is, but if he exists, he won't be long for this earth. Okay. So how did you meet Lax? Kroll, uh, a message board. 2007 i'm in hawaii i don't ever post on message boards for all the years of Kroll as being a fan just because i saw how kind of toxic the communities get it's not because adam it's just because of message board stuff and culture in general so i uh had to find a comment on there because i was in hawaii and the podcast wasn't being posted for adam's morning show you couldn't hear it in hawaii because they banned him from there uh because they're such wonderful people <laughs> and uh you couldn't you couldn't call in from there because the phone number was blocked because the radio station people are such wonderful people uh so i, I was posting on the board hey could somebody get to hold of them let them know their podcast isn't posting i need these files before i leave for the day and uh laxdu was on the message board that early and we were just kind of different people who posted with each other and like forever we kind of uh we were kind of OG crew, but we weren't that close. And then we both started watching low-budget FM live streaming shows. And we're like two of 20 people watching them. And we both just became the biggest low-budget fans there were and kind of built that show's fan base, which we've done with a bunch of other things too. And then when Chaffee was launching the podcast with Corolla, he contacted me and Lax Dude for advice. Uh, we probably didn't help him much at all, but I ended up getting a thing to the first two shows. And Lax Dude didn't because he goes, but you know, he uses an anonymous name online. And uh, for years, the low-budget guy said, hey, you guys do a show together. And Laxdude was like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll, I'll do a show. I don't care. I'm already going to start my own one. I don't, I'll do something with Laxdude for sure. And then uh, on pot, on uh, the four-year-old boy, Mike Schmidt's podcast, which is one of my favorite all-time shows, it's basically like a book, but like a diary of a man's life for the past six years. And there's one episode per week, and you just follow how his life kind of gets great and falls apart and gets great again. It's, it's just a thing of beauty. He had this fake podcasting network in his chills in a show, these commercials. And one of them was a show called Podgads, hosted by uh, guys with lisps who were like nerds who were like telling you what's – they're the Podgads. They'll tell you what's good about podcasts. It was like making fun of them as being assholes, like kind of the Onion AV Club type people mm-hmm. who think they know everything. And we heard that, and we're like, what if we use Podgods? Would Laxdude do a show with me? And I asked him, he goes, yeah, if you can get the name, I'll do it with you. And Mike Schmidt let us use his fake name, and then we embraced it a different way. We, we uh, exalt the Podgods, and we're just humble servants. Okay. 
I, I really like it. Um, and then lastly, how did you meet Sarah? Uh, Twitter, I guess. She was a uh, big Corolla fan. And people just contact me out of the woodwork. Uh, women sometimes too. Sometimes they want to date, sometimes they don't. She, she wasn't looking for that. She was just a fan, and she was in a co in Cambria. And uh, they were coming up on a geo. I was going to do an episode about uh, Rilo Kiley and co in Cambria coming on in 2005 and how much Adam Carroll and Dr. Drew loved their music mm-hmm. and how I ended up getting into both bands because of it. And so I had her on as the fan expert for co in Cambria and Adam Carolla because she loved both. So yeah. she was on my show then. And actually, my ex was living with me at the time, and it's one of my shorter episodes because I was getting the stink guy the whole time. <laughs> and to be fair, for those that don't know, Sarah oh. is, I don't can we say it? She's A dead prostitute I killed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's in pieces in my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I sold her already. She's cool. I sold her. Oh. I didn't sell lady parts, that though. Shit. Jeremy, Jeremy, you told me you want these lady parts in a bag. I got them on dry eyes for it, buddy. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> I'll DM you my address later. Oh, Organic flashlights is the future. Oh, God. Gross. <laughs> oh. Gross. Gross. Oh, hey. No. Uh, Shark Tank that shit, Gio. Hang yeah. on. I'm going to add it yeah. to my list for our Shark Tank <laughs> episode. But uh, you're Beautiful dating thing. Sarah. We are indeed. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's a new thing. It's relatively new. She's and long uh, distance. Uh, yeah, long distance, which isn't new for me. I've done it a couple times now. But uh, it's, it's, you know, she's a uh, woman of faith, and I'm kind of a faithless heathen. But not in an angry way. I, I was a teenager, I was an, you know, was like kind of a hardcore atheist, but not in like a, I'm going to be mean to you, but more in like, if you're going to wear a What Would Jesus Do bracelet, I'm going to wear a crossbuster t-shirt. Is that something we could talk about at a later point? Because I, I, I'm, used to be a pastor myself, uh, and I'm somewhere between a pastor and a heathen now. And, and, uh, no, I don't want to talk about it. I've, I mean, I've I, never she, been she I don't want to. I don't want to be weird, and make her uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, you know, I can talk about my side of it. She's just she's Christian, but she's a really smart uh, Christian. She's not atypical yeah. in any way. The whole yeah. you're doing set kind of is, and that whole that whole crew. It's like they're they're anomalies where they're like, wow, you guys are. You just like Christians, like what the Bible says. Like you're like Jesus Christians. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're I smart, think I might have stepped. Funny. I think I might have stepped on what you were saying. What's the podcast that they're a part of? Uh, you're doing it wrong is uh, Sarah's show, and then it's Random Podcast Network, and I do something else called Straight to Video, which is like a nostalgia-based old movie commentary kind of thing. But they're they're doing kind of post. It's basically how does this get made, but funny. Okay, right? Yeah, I Jeremy turned me on to it because he liked it because of what they talk about and their their faith and and that kind of stuff. And and actually yeah, was really hesitant to become a listener because he's so opposed to it. And to me, I've just gotten so kind of. Uh, let everybody be happy in their old like like it's like, like I, I don't want to take anything away from anybody and it's kind of beautiful for somebody to have that in their life and make them comfortable and it's not even for me to say that because for all i know their faith could be a hundred percent right because there's nothing proving it's wrong mm-hmm. so uh, it's more of just a uh i believe in a giant magnet in space that controls all coincidences so a great, who might, a great magnet yeah great magnet Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they actually, I fail they at being have, a Corolla fan, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Science Daily in 2008, they found a bizarre interstellar hibernating magnet. It appears and disappears randomly and sends off these weird pulses, so they don't know anything else like it, and they've only found one in space. And it, it, that to me, that was like, oh, maybe they're onto well, something. It it's more just a joke of a placeholder of like, well, I'm not religious, but this is kind of a kooky thing, so I'll put this... Uh, Kind of valence over it as a, like this is a placeholder religion as opposed to actually having one. Yeah. 
I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be I wanted to be religious. Like I, I learned how to pray from TV shows, and I would try to show my friends how to do it because like most of my friends had born again parents, but then by the time they had kids, they'd like settle down. They weren't Christian anymore because mm-hmm. it's like it's like okay, they're horrible drug addicts. They got fucked the shit out of them. Uh, they did all kinds of terrible shit. Okay, now they become Christian. They get married. Oh, now they're not really anything. And so their kids were just kind of raised in this kind of in between zone. And a lot of them spun out uh, probably because of it. And even if they were Christian, it wouldn't have helped. And even if they were fully atheist, it wouldn't have helped. I remember trying to show them how to pray. But my prayer was like an OCD thing. It was the same way I would pull plugs out of the wall so the house didn't catch on fire because my mom wasn't responsible. So my prayers were make sure my mom puts her seatbelt on, doesn't die in a car accident. Like it was that kind of stuff if I didn't save them. Somehow I'd be dooming the world. So it was all. It was almost like it was. It was like a weird. Like it was almost like me like listing off the things as God that I had to make sure didn't happen, as opposed to praying to a God. Oh, interesting. And then uh, yeah, then I learned that from TV, and then of course I abandoned it because I thought all my stuff that I did was like OCD. Like uh, I was probably unhealthy. It was around age eight or nine, probably. And then uh, most of my friends I used to try to get to praise kids are now the ones that became born again Christians after they spun out on drugs, which is hilarious to me. And now they're losing their faith after their first or second divorce, which is even funnier to me. Uh, but uh, so I, I tried to have it as a kid. I wanted it. I remember trying to go to like uh, Boy Scouts when uh, some of my friends were doing it, like we were 10. But it seemed very uh, fruity to me, like in the Boy Scout handbook. They want, you measure, <laughs> they want you to measure your biceps, your thighs, like everything but your dick size as a boy. You're supposed to measure. And like you're supposed to give your reports like weekly and turn them in as your body's changing. It's like, who wants this information and why? As somebody that was a Boy Scout for 11 years. You can yeah, I'll, I'll, confirm I'll, it's super gay. I'll, yeah, I'll pledge. I'll pledge that you know to your God or whatever, and I'll be polite and I'll be respectful, and I won't even have like my fingers crossed or whatever. But even though I don't believe in it, I don't feel it's right for me to do that because I feel like it's rude to you. I do all that stuff, but then so I saw the handbook and I saw it, and I'm like, I'm out. Right. how much I hate my growing body, but also it was just it just seemed weird. So, well. Yeah, who's Shit, keeping we, that information? We'll that seems to have you. Uh, we'll have to have you on the next episode when we talk about religion, right? Because yeah. we're planning not on our very next episode, but well, when whatever. we have it, yeah, yeah. a upcoming episode. Yeah. So, hey, Geo, if people wanted to find you, uh, where where should they find you? Uh, my apartment, but it'd be kind of strange. <laughs> show up here in Chicago. Uh, I, might, I might be, and I might try to wrestle them if they do show up here. <laughs> Uh, if you're into nude wrestling uh, to the death, uh, please do. Uh, Mount Prospect, Illinois. I'll give you the exact address. Uh, if they want to find my shows, just go to uh, superfangio.com. So S-U-P-E-R-F-A-N-G-O.com. Uh, so I'm talking to two people. Listening. Uh, and uh, that has all my podcasts and all my links for all the shit I do on there. So you can, you can search it. It has a search bar. You just type in whatever you want. It'll show you all the shit. Awesome. Thank you for yep. all the work that you do on um, the Lovelines website. That you do. can you give that out because we've used oh, Love it Line before. Tips. Yeah, yeah lovelinetips.com. Yeah. Right now, for a dilemma. Uh, they uh, the hosting provider provides unlimited space, but now they're saying they don't want to give it to them anymore. We operate that website at a loss. I'm not allowed to pay any money of the bandwidth, so Jeff, who runs it, spends a couple hundred every year to keep it up. So we're going to try to find new hosting space, but it might be a bit of a challenge for a while. The same thing's going on with my Geo podcast is the hosting space ran out. So I'm trying to find another place to host all the files, but it's a little pricey. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, thank you for all the work that you do on everything. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I, I like the show a lot. I can't wait to see where this uh, the show ends up going. Yes, now that we understand how to work technology, we'll have some more interesting guests.
I'm going to ask for this recording. I'm going to send it to you guys just so you have it, and it'll be done. And then if you have any trouble with yours, just use mine. And don't feel, like, embarrassed or shitty or anything about using it. That's totally why I record it, and we can totally make the next one perfect if you have any trouble. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Gio. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. And thanks for listening to the uh, Giovanni with our first Giovanni. Our first Skype person. Yes. So, what did you think of the interview? I thought it was great. Yeah. He has lots of stories, lots of interesting. He's lived a lot of life. I don't even think he's thirty, and he's lived no. a lot. Yeah. No. If he's oh, if he's under thirty, I'm going to kill myself. Why? That man has lived a lot. He's lived a lot of I life. I lived a lot. No, he's lived a lot of life in a very short time. That's Jesus because Christ. I remember when I was on his other episode, and we were. I was trying to see it because I thought maybe he was two to three years younger than me, and I was trying to see if like maybe we had crossed paths at high school or whatever. And I think he graduated. It. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to tell me. But it was in the two thousands that he graduated. Wow. Well, so, yeah, he's an interesting he's an interesting one. Listen to his podcasts. Check him out. Yep. Follow him. Tweet him. Tweet us. Tweet him. Tell him Radio how much you liked him on the show so he'll come back. Yeah. Bring all his listeners okay. and followers. Yeah. Hopefully not the we haters. We need that geo bump. He- and not the geo bump that he got on his wiener that one time. <laughs> But the actual Geo bump. Don't joke about stats. STDs with Geo. It's it's <laughs> not a joke. <laughs> He's just joking, Geo. <laughs> just, just He's never seen your penis. Although we're still waiting for the dick pics. Right. I believe. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, time will tell. Okay, so let's do let's wrap this up with our tweets wrap of the week. Up. Okay. Wrap it up to be safe. No bumps on your wiener if you wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> and silence. All right, I'll go first since you look like you aren't ready for that. I'm never ready. I'm never ready these days. I used to be such a social media person. It's called Twitter whore. I've, I've, yeah. Okay. I failed my Twitter whoring ways. So this is from Horse Knuckle. That's at oh, Horse Knuckle. one you stole from me. I stole the follower. Well, be, because when you actually... Like, give your tweets of the week. I follow that person. Unlike, let's tell a little story about this week. Um, I always, as you know, give tweets. And a lot of them are from the same, like, four or five people. One of them is Matt B. from Denver. Matt Baca from the Takedown Podcast. And uh, (laughs) Jeremy (laughs) Facebooked Matt and said, hey, you'd do really, your personality would do really well on Twitter. Do you tweet? And then I commented and said, this is why we'll never get into the top hundred because I literally name him at least once a week. Is he active on Twitter? Yes. Everything, everything he puts on Facebook. He, how many followers does he have? Uh, I'll check it out while I'm doing this. Uh, well first when you read yours, but anyways, here's my first one. Horse knuckle. Shut that down. When will Tim Iman finally fuck off? Will this be defi- decisive loss that sends him into retirement? So that was about vote. Tim Iman put out an initiative. I believe it was 517 
that basically was self-serving where he could go into so it was i believe it was his seventh initiative that he's put out that's been shut down that's been shut down in a row i believe so so he's he hasn't gotten one passed since 2006 because i looked it up for this um he did get a couple passed but then they were deemed unconstitutional so yeah um he so he put out one that so right now in washington what you do i mean this is boring because all of our listeners are from washington but um you put out an initiative like all podcasts automatically get fifty dollars from the state of washington every month okay so that's it you get ten thousand signatures i believe it is and those people stand outside and they have you sign, hey, are you a registered voter? And then they find then then they're turned in by a certain date and they're then they go and make sure that they're all legal signatures. So the they might collect twenty thousand to be able to get the ten. And then it goes on to the ballot if it if it's named as illegal or they get enough. Um his initiative would be that those people wanting signatures could go into any business. So instead of just standing outside like they have to now, they could actually just go into the grocery store and try to get you. So I'm glad that that one didn't didn't pass. Um, and the thing is that, I mean, after all these fails, we he used to say when he got the one that got the car tabs down to $30, um, he used to say, hey, I'm just a small business owner and a dad that lives on the east side and this is it. I mean, we know now that he has to have m- these special interest groups that are paying him probably millions of dollars. Yeah, because nobody, no small business owner could afford to live on the east side of Seattle. Let's <laughs> see, expensive he's, neighborhood. We all know that. Well, and at the time, I remember this because it was so asinine, he's, he sold fraternity watches out of his home that he would make watches that had the fraternity symbols on it but he has to be making this because i remember he also got in trouble because he was um he, he was um stealing money from the corporation for a while like his um what is it nonprofit collecting money for this so that that failed and that's what horse knuckles talking about jesus christ okay and i'm looking up matt right now please hold jeremy go Okay, um, I have one um, from my friend Jocelyn in Vancouver uh, at Joss, J-O-C-E, the tip, spelled the traditional way. I may not have many friends, but at least I have all 10 seasons. (laughs) That's a good one. That is a really good one. Get it? Because there was a TV show called Friends. Friends. That I've still never seen. So Matt has <laughs> 352 followers. Okay. <laughs> how many people do you follow? How many, how many followers do you have? I don't know. Name it. We're talking about it. You have to. I haven't looked in a while. Um, a little over a thousand. Okay. This is from our friend um, John Eddie. Jade Flicks. I got it right this time. Jade Flicks. Please tell me someone has created a four square location of my wife's hoo-ha and checks in when they have sex. 
To which the best reply to ever was that awkward moment when you get ousted as mayor. (laughs) (laughs) That was the perfect answer to a funny ass tweet. Okay, here's one from our friend Rachel. Sweet and zesty, which I love. I love her name. I actually have her on my phone as Rachel Zesty. Mm. Um, Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. If there wasn't enough reason to stay away from Facebook, it's 30 days of lie about my perfect life even more November. (laughs) Because if you don't know this. I made it two days into the fake thankful. You said it? You said things? I didn't even notice. No. I said, day one, I'm thankful for the fact that I can block people on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, And day two, I'm thankful for uh, my iPad. Uh, I think this is going to be harder than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't Um, posted anything since. (laughs) So if anyone doesn't know, I mean, you're all on Facebook, but it's what you're thankful for. And every day you're supposed to say what you're thankful for. Um, Here's one from Andy Haynes. He's a funny comedian. You should look him up. Um, his is I M, just the letter M, Andy Haynes. I hope Orson Scott Card knows how much Ender's Game makes me want to fuck a dude. <laughs> right. Tell the story. Some, there's some controversy because apparently the writer of Ender's Game... It's it's a book thing, so I'm not super familiar with it. But from what I've heard from people that read books, is that the person that wrote the book Ender's Game does not like dudes fucking other dudes. He doesn't like gay people. Right. I well, think th- gay people or dudes fucking other dudes. I I don't just know. Just gay people in general. Pro- gay. Probably gay people in general. Yeah. Let's just assume he's a blanket. Yeah. Homophobe. So. Gay hater. Okay. Um, here's my last one. Sorry. Um, not enough wine. Outlaw woman. Not enough wine. This was a retweet from John. Okay. Wait. Who is this from? Not enough wine. At not enough wine. Right. On Twitter. Okay. Yes. Okay. This was a retweet from John. Women are like bacon. We look good, we smell good, we taste good, and we'll slowly kill you. I feel yeah. like there needs to be like an evil, maniacal laugh. And if you're too laugh. thick, you'll kill us quicker. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's your maniacal laugh. <laughs> I guess so. So, yeah, that that's our... Uh, you don't have any other ones? You you keep on taking them all. Yeah. You just like keep on giving them. Don't give me a chance to give some too. Sorry. It's give and take. Girl, you got to learn. Okay. I just got yucky. So here's my last one. Uh, it's from my good friend on Vine. At Girls Gone Mild. Girls with a Z. G-I-R-L-Z. Gone Mild. On the tweeters. Find her on Vine as well. She's very funny. Um, Grinder, but for pizza. Grinder being the uh, 
app that's fairly infamous among homosexual men to find other homosexual men that want to have sex with them. It's a hookup app for gay men. What is so the... imagine that? So imagine that, but for pizza. What's the that explains the joke? <laughs> what is the um the app for um heterosexual people that's like that? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, he'll just look at Fla- his phone. Flamer, flame, flame, no, flame, flicker, flame, Flick- flame, flame. Oh, it's kind of like that. Flick- Next question: Why do you have it? I don't. I don't have it. I thought I did. I think I deleted it. Yeah, you should delete right. it. Oh shit! Are we gonna have to delete this or pause it or what? what? What's it called? Um. Pause. And we're back. Yeah, it's called Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're single, and you. Um, want to hook up like, with a fake person that's not real, then check out Tinder. <laughs> we know people that have met people on there. Well, by knowing, I mean the girls on Vomit on the web. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fake people from Tinder. podcast in LA where the app is based out of happen to have yeah. supposedly hooked up with people from the app. So if you are a Here's real straight talk. person. They're probably being paid money by the founders of the app to tell those stories on their podcast. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we paid him $50 to give a shout out to us. Yeah. On the old one. And it did you nothing. Yep. So, that's that's that. Check out Tinder if you are, if you're heterosexual and Grindr if you are homosexual. (laughs) (laughs) And Grindr will actually get you laid. Yes. Tinder will not. Because gays just... Hey. Unless, hey, Just Tinder, like prove it. me wrong. Okay. Want to get me laid? Hit me up. Okay. At nerd.labpod. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> okay. All right. That said, cut that out. find us online, whatever. Do your thing. Twitter, K-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. R- rate, us, rate us on iTunes, please. Oh, yes. Give us a fucking review. Yes, read us on... We talked about this on the previous interview. There, We have at least 50 to 60 downloads per episode. Who are you people? Give us a review on Twitter. Yeah, for, uh, no, not on Twitter. On, on, on iTunes. So how it works Add for people that Twitter. don't know, if you tell us give a, reviews... Tell us a story about how you found us and why you listen. iTunes uses their reviews. Like, we could have... 10,000 downloads and if we have zero reviews we will get less credit on iTunes than someone who has 100 but has 300 reviews so it would be nice if you would send a review um, all stars would be fine if you don't believe it though just I mean just any rev- you can even say crappy things just give us a high rating yeah I mean if it's a zero star review uh, email us why and then give us a five we'll star review. It. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll change we'll it. We'll have you on the podcast. Yeah. You can talk about it. Yeah, if if anyone now that we have the Skype, if anyone right. wants we'll to you in. be on our show and you're actually interesting, we'll do a vetting process to make sure you are interesting, and then have you on the show. Yeah. So hit us up. Okay. I hate that I just said hit us up. And with that, 
Christy. What happens next? I'm scared. Let your nerd flags fly!